Welcome to episode six of Icy Cocktails. I'm Zach Teamy. I'm Aaron Montgomery. Hey, am I introducing myself? Well, of course you are. All right, and I'm Matt Bond. Yeah, we have a special guest today, Matt Bond. He uh, does the Tech Garage with me. Uh, he thought he would uh, jump in here today and discuss some uh, holiday alcohol with us. I'm going to, just for, like, I don't know anything, though, so yeah, we wanted don't to make sure that we from me. brought in a guest that knew even less than I did. It's so, to make you feel better, right? Well, yeah. Like this gets to be the part where I look at somebody like, "How did you not know that?" Like you know, you're, you're normally glaring at me. I, I don't glare at you like that. Well, I, I make significant glances. It's not a glare. I, I don't know that I can actually tell the difference. Fair enough. I may be differently abled when it comes to that. So today we're actually also doing a remote show. Uh, we're doing our very first remote episode of Icy Cocktails, and today we are in Patty Coins in Bellevue. Until they kick us out. Until they kick us out. For doing our podcast in here. Now, both uh, Aaron and Matt uh, are sitting there with apparently their Cool Joe headphones on where they only have one ear per uh, headphone. And, oh, wait, what? why are you guys like doing the whole both headphones? Because you called us out on it. Oh, I, I right. was just trying to like hear things around me. I was trying sure. to be like Eddie Murphy, my girl likes to party all the time. Yeah, you'll note the table to the right of us is also mocking us openly right now. I mean, you can't hear him because you yeah, got both yeah. ears in your headphone finally. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. So today, we're going to be talking about the drinks that folks drink over the holiday season. So we've got a number of holidays coming up. We've got Hanukkah, we've got Christmas, and we've got New Hanukkah's Year's. Hanukkah's going. But well, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, we're in process of Hanukkah right now. I believe it's done, actually. I thought we had a few more days left. No, I think it finished up yesterday. Could and by the time people here? finally hear this, no, this is my first time on this podcast, but I'm pretty sure I'm aware of the podcast publishing schedule, which will be roughly seven to ten days after we have this conversation. If you weren't my ride home, I would kick you squarely in the nuts. That's actually optimistic on how quickly he'll get the publishing out. Yeah, the, we had one for the Tech Garage that I believe was six weeks from re- record time to publish. I think that had the exact same like six week time period, yeah, and then he yeah. like published the second one like immediately afterwards. So this is the least I've heard Zach say anything for this long of a stretch for a while. That's because he's looking at the mics, trying to decide if he's going to mute us or not. <laughs> There's no trying to decide. I muted the shit out of both of you already. <laughs> so uh, let's jump into the holiday drinks that we actually know about. You mean Christmas drinks? That would be correct. I, I Christmas don't care. Drinks. Call them whatever you want to drink. <laughs> well, so, so I, I think it's Christmas drinks because, it, it, like, looking, it doesn't look like the Jewish holidays are really big on alcohol, other than maybe a little bit of wine for ceremony. I which gives know. us, which gives us, I wouldn't either, but I just looked it up. Which gives us really Christmas, and then everybody gets wasted at New Year's. But meh, I tend not to get wasted on New Year's. Is that like the one night a year where you decide not to drink heavily? Two. Two. Uh, what would be the other one? Easter? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Um, Fourth of July is another big one that I don't really drink on. Oh, no. really? Yeah. So, so the days where everybody else gets drunk, you're like, I think it's I'm amateur play night. Yeah, yeah, it's I, amateur I, night, right? Like, like I, I honestly agree with Aaron. If you're not staying the night smart. wherever you're going, 
it is amateur night, especially on the yeah. fucking roads, because you've got a ton of people that never drink. They're going out, they're getting tipsy, and making bad decisions, right? And then even if you, like, take a cab or an Uber or a Lyft or whatever they is available to you at your place, I mean, like, you don't have that option because it's like, you know, you might as well just get a hotel room. It's the same price. Yeah, I tried to get an Uber from my house to your house so we could do that podcast uh, last week or the week before, mm-hmm. and uh, it turns out that it was, like, 60 bucks for One way, an Uber yeah. from my house to yours. Yeah. Uh, and then when I went to actually try and book it, they're like, "Yeah, fuck you, no Uber." <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't get why people like the Uber. I mean, I might if I lived in a city and had people around me. That makes a huge difference. It's it's great for me. I mean, I can like get drunk downtown, and it's five dollars to get home. So, yeah, I, I'm kind of hoping to be able to come downtown at some point so I can actually use Uber from my Apple Watch because like I'm really looking forward to that. that but that'll yeah. that'll be awesome, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it'll be great. That's nice for you, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. So what? What is? What's your favorite holiday drink, Aaron? I'll go back to holiday drink then. Well, we can call it Christmas. I don't care. All right. Um, I just, I, I, as I was saying earlier, I don't have any really association with Christmas and alcoholic beverages. So, um, but and Zach's giving me a funny look. But I assume by now you would have at least picked a beverage that you decided to drink on a holiday that other people are like celebrating uh last year i actually found a drink that i love that is a uh basically a substitute for eggnog okay um it's called a yule flip and it has uh rum a whole egg um orange juice and sherry vinegar in it that doesn't Uh. sound anything at all like eggnog yeah, it does, because the egg is going to give you the same consistency you're going to get out of eggnog. The sherry vinegar and the rum are going to kind of balance each other out and give you a pretty yummy flavor. It has a ginger simple syrup as well. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. okay. the ginger brings it in a little bit, though. Because um, I, I think of like, I eggnog like having that sort of uh, nutmeg flavor a little bit. Well, so, yeah, it can. Um, so, I mean, like, the actual drink is an uh, ounce and a half of rum. Um, I use an aged rum. Specifically, I use Zaya, which is aged 12 years. Um, orange juice. It's like three-quarters of an ounce of orange juice, half an ounce of uh, this ginger syrup, which is just a ginger simple syrup. And then um, a dash of the sherry vinegar, a pinch of salt, and dry shake that in a cocktail shaker, and then um, add ice, and then give it a, an actual shake. So do you quickly want to describe what dry shake is, just in case Matt or the listeners don't I know? I have no idea what it is. Dry shaking is when you basically shake the cocktail before you add um, before you add any ice to it. And it's a technique to help get anything that has any sort of heavy cream or egg or something like that to, to mix well prior to chilling it. Okay, that makes sense. So like, what I end up doing often is taking the uh, Hawthorne strainer, which is the strainer that has the little, like, looks like a springy thing springy on it. thing on it take the springy thing off put it inside the cocktail shaker to actually to help shake even more you get a really good shake out of it then you throw some ice in there shake it again pour it into a coupe glass and then shave some fresh nutmeg on top and put a star anise pot on it so i'm guessing the dry shake's more important with when you've got a drink like with egg in it well when to, you're taking it mixed in well yeah. Yeah. yeah egg and vinegar and milk anytime you're putting those together you want to make sure you're dry shaking yeah, it so that you don't would, get it curdling yeah that, that makes sense. Yeah. And then it, you get, like, where the eggnog type of flavor comes from is just that you have that same creamy, thick, kind of sweet flavor. Okay. Um, it's not overly sweet, but it's also, it's 
It's definitely rich enough that you really don't want to drink more than one, so you have to switch to something else afterwards. It also minimizes your ability to get uh, uh, drunk too easily on a drink that's super yummy but high in alcohol content, like if you're having a Moscow Mule or something. Right. Yeah, it's just kind of hard to like drink more than one or two. Right. Which that Moscow Mule is probably what I'll be drinking for Christmas. I kind of guess. Based on that being my go-to drink of the last six months. Well, as I've been uh, Christmas shopping, I've been looking around and I keep seeing Moscow Mule glasses, the little copper cups. And I'm like, ooh, if Matt didn't already have some of those, I would totally get him them. Yeah, Amy got me a, a set for, for my birthday last August. Yeah. Which have been used heavily. So uh, one of the go-to drinks at my house around Christmas time is uh, mold wine. So uh, if you go to the store, they have this German wine you can buy. There's a couple different varieties. You take it home, dump it into the uh, uh, pot, just warm it up slowly until it's nice and uh, toasty, about the same temperature you drink, say, tea or coffee at. And then uh, you can usually add some assorted spices to it. Uh, If you have uh, allspice, nutmeg, any of those kinds of things, just mix them in, uh, let it kind of boil around and mix, uh, you know, kind of... Uh, release the flavor, and then, uh, you know, dump it in a glass and drink it down. You can usually go through quite a lot of that without too much hassle. It, uh, you know, it tastes like mold wine. It's uh, a little less sweet than it would be more in the uh, kind of, uh, what is the uh, flavor profile I'm looking to describe here with, like, uh, nutmeg and uh, that general area. You've lost me. Yeah. So what kind of what kind of spices go in there? And, and my experience with mold wine, I've yeah. never actually actual experience with it. Uh, my experience with mold wine is none, but I'm going to talk about it like no, I know no, what no. I'm saying. It's heavily referenced in the Robert Jordan books, though. Yes, it is. It's true. Mold wine. Uh, That's almost every every time they go to drink, they drink mold well, wine, right? I mean, part of it is not every time they go to drink. It's mead or along those lines. But uh, I think part but of mold it is, wine and mead are very different. Well, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Um, <laughs> but I, part every of the time they was, drink, it's mold wine, except for when it's not and it's something else. I, I think part of it has to do with the fact that like mold wine is something that you drink hot. So the idea of having a flavored beverage that's hot that's not just boiled right as, as they sort of rain. as they were coming, you know, they come out of the rain, have some mold wine as the, was the description usually, uh, which then made me go, "That sounds good." I wonder what that is, and I looked it up on Wikipedia, and then. Hmm. I didn't. I didn't know that you people actually it. regularly drink it. Yeah, you can actually pick it up at uh, Safeway most all of the time. They have uh, two different varieties from Germany. Now, as I understand it, the uh, mold wine you get in Germany is actually substantially better. There's um, each like little each family in a city has their kind of own recipe, and in the holiday bazaars, they will actually have big pots of mold wine, and you can just kind of go from uh, stall to stall trying out different kinds of mold wine. And I've actually heard that, uh, oh, I want to say it was, I was talking to a gentleman this week. He was saying that uh, the mold wine he had in Germany was good, but the mold wine that he had in Switzerland, which was a slightly different take on it, was even better because it paired with the yummy Swiss chocolate they had. That makes sense. Yeah. And it'd be very similar, I mean, like, as far as, like, Beverages go. Germany and Switzerland have a lot of crossover. So yeah, well, they're kind of right next to each other, so it happens. Kind of. Are you sure? I am positive. <laughs> That's one of the few bits of geography I know. I was going to say Zach and his geography is not the best. So. Strangely, my European geography is way better than my uh, American geography. So do you know where Oregon is? Yeah, I do. It's right south of us. All right, just checking. Yeah, Oregon's one of the states I know. 
Oregon, California, Idaho, Montana, Nevada. Everything else is farm. So my uh, my family's common holiday drink is maybe a little less refined. Wild turkey. Uh, Veal gold. <laughs> okay. I'm not I'm not making that up. That's uh, well no. And my my family, me, me and my dad, and my uncle. It's kind of my dad's favorite. Okay. So why, why don't you, you describe to the audience what exactly you're talking about? Some it's people, not yummy. I'm just going to put oh, that out. I, what? It's totally it, yummy. Note, I did not <laughs> jump on the yummy bandwagon for that one. Uh, it's basically a cheap whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Made by Seagram's, I believe. Now, is that made in the same Seagram's distillery that uh, Aaron was telling us about earlier? <laughs> uh, it might be, actually. I don't know. I'd have to look that one up. Uh, <laughs> the, the reference for that is there's essentially an old factory that... Uh, was Seagram's at one point in time. I don't believe it is anymore, but it, it's like responsible for some ridiculously high percentage of all of the quote unquote craft rise and whiskeys that are coming out right now. They're just so, like which wouldn't if they're all coming out of the same distillery. They're not actually craft. They're just hey. large corporation no, claiming no, no. that their and stuff is that's craft. That's where we get in on this fun little topic about how people are actually suing distilleries over the idea of craft. Uh, craft whiskeys and craft beers and what it means to be, you know, uh, a, a craft or whatever sort of special distinction you want to throw on your distillery. Right. See, this is one of the areas where I actually wonder how much regulation we need. Because if you look at the wineries, right, you've got tons of wineries. Like Two Buck Chuck is one of the most well-known wineries that goes around and buys seconds of wine from all over the place mixes them together until they find a reasonable uh, blend, and then sell it, right? Yeah. And there is a certain amount of craft involved in finding what flavor profiles are going to mix well together and actually make a drink that is serviceable and people will purchase but for $2. Right, but I don't, I don't think that's what people are looking for when they look at craft. I think when people are looking for a craft, they're looking for something that was sort of locally made by you're, you're artisans. They're looking for more for an artisan-style experience. Yeah, and that you know that when you're giving your money to... Purchasing that, it's going to sort of artisans and, and right. And localized so you want to be talking to a, to a large... guy with gauge earrings and a big ass beard that tells you how he built a still <laughs> and uh, so made the, f- the whiskey himself. The funny and... thing about that was there's an article that came out this last week that was talking about chocolate as opposed to, to you know any sort of alcohol. Spirit. But um, it was it was funny because it was a couple of brothers who like are famous for this artisanal chocolate they're selling for like ten dollars a bar. That they're supposedly making from bean to bar is their like whole slogan, Ooh. and they have the look of yeah. Of they, they, the they've beard got the flannel, and they've the flannel got the gauge, and everything else like that. Some tats up and down, um, There's like sleeve tats. And it turns out that they're basically melting Swiss chocolate and then <laughs> adding some flavors of their own and then selling the chocolate for like ten dollars a bar. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean that's that's kind of cheesy. But when I look, when I think of it, you know, I look at like Michael with with Blackfish. Mike, oh Mike, yeah, uh, Gifford, Mike, yeah, yeah, and and that feels like a craft distillery to me, right? That's well, a yeah, small. Like, when you look at Mike's uh, operation, him and his family are churning out gins, whiskeys, uh, like vodkas, a ton of stuff, right? And right. And it, I would call that craft and or that is, artisanal yeah, or whatever else you want to call it. And it feels like to me, if if I want to be purchasing that sort of alcohol and giving my money to small independent guys like that. I, I don't want to be getting fooled by basically Seagram's having a shell company that they're claiming so is you're, a... You're, you're not actually... Your estimation is that you're buying into helping out people that are producing alcohol as opposed to paying for a uh, 
a, a product. I, I'd rather I'd rather help a small business than a large corporation. So I think part of that has to do with drink locally. Then, yeah, right? like, yeah, cause yeah if totally. You, if you can get to the distillery and you can see it, view it, do a tour, the likelihood of it being actual craft way higher. Yeah, completely. And we have a yeah. ton in the state. Oh, yeah, an absolute ton. And actually, if you want to, if you want to hear. Uh, actual distillers that are working in the market right now. You should check out our friend Elias's podcast, Distillery Nation. He's got about four or five episodes out. He's talking to craft distillers in the Seattle area, um, folks that have gone everything from computer nerd to beer brewing to distillery, right? Like, And you learn a ton of stuff in that podcast. I mean, if you haven't listened to it, check it out, Distillery Nation. Um, we should actually probably have Elias on at some point. Well, yeah, and there's there's a lot of options in this state. I mean, Washington State is one of the highest craft distillery states in the in the entire United States, uh, and a lot of them are all located inside King County. Um, there's there's a couple of dozen in in King County that I can think yep. of just off the top of my head, and yeah. some of them and are really good. But it, I, but, the, I, but but like after talking to Elias, right, and I've talked to him quite a bit about like the the difficulty he's gone through getting his distillery going and getting it started up, yep. and, and all the regulations he's had to go through. You kind of want to support guys like that. Oh yeah. Um, as opposed to you know Seagrams or I can't think of any other also, large. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm I personally support local distilleries. I buy from Mike. I buy as soon as Elias starts selling some alcohol, I'll buy from him. But I also buy a gallon of Captain Morgan's and I'm at Costco. And that's totally fine, right? I mean, I, right. I, buy, I buy cheap, crappy alcohol, too. Clearly. I'm going well, to drink some Theo Gold tonight or this weekend. Well, and, you know, the, the funny thing is, is like, I mean, I used to be, like, insanely snobbish with my alcohol selection. Used um, to be? I, I say used to be intentionally, yes. How many different Amaros did you come to my house with? That's not snobbish in my selection. That's That's... Curated, we'll call that curated. <laughs> but no, like I. So the difference, like. So wait, wait, wait. You're, you've got a beard. Do you have sleeve tats? Did you, did have I just not noticed those yet? I'm wearing long sleeves. You can't tell. Okay. Actually, I don't. I don't have any sleeve tats. No. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. You, you, Carry want on. My, you want me to roll my sleeve? Explain up? to me the difference between curated and snobby. So here's my here's my statement of why there's a difference. Uh, yes, I have a lot of Amaros. Those are all flavor profiles that are unique, special. Each Amaro is different. Yes. Um, I drink them straight. I drink them in cocktails, whatever. Uh, I buy expensive whiskey. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily make cocktails out of my expensive whiskey. Well, no, so, because you're not going to make a... Like, if you're buying expensive whiskeys, you're buying it for the whiskey flavor, not for mixing it with exactly. other and mixers. There are times when I'll, like... For example, one of my absolute favorite things to make is a Manhattan that uses Four Roses, Single Barrel, and Antica Comparo Vermouth, and it's just like a, a super top-shelf Manhattan. Can I have one of those now? Um, not now, probably. They don't have either of those things here. Damn it. Um, but I also buy a handle of Evan Williams mm-hmm. and make just generic whiskey drinks out of that. It's yep. like... I can buy, you know, what is that, you know, 1.75 liters for $20 as opposed to $70 for the yep. fifth of really good Ula and, whiskey. And that's really where it breaks down, right? Oh, that's really how you have to look at it is what are you looking to use the alcohol for that you're purchasing? If you're looking to have, you know, just straight whiskey, you're going to want to uh, spend something that is kind of in your price range and also is the flavor profile you're looking for. Whereas if you're looking to make cocktails with it, it has to hit a good level, but not 
necessarily be the best because yeah. like i mean just so uh one of the things they have here at patty coins is a uh, uh patty coins club where you can drink uh, 25 drinks um and then you know you have a little card to fill out uh i am for instance not going to have a uh you know what uh what He's is the irish coffee hard. i'm not gonna have an irish coffee with middleton no right that would be a waste of middleton yes so yeah like you're obviously going to want to make sure you have the right kind of levels of alcohol around yeah. so that you can make the kind of drinks you want and that's where my statement is of not being snobbish because there, there was a time where i wouldn't like buy anything cheap even when i was making a cocktail that had to be an expensive bottle of whiskey and i was using that and i could I could taste the difference, but like most people, ninety percent of the world can't. Yeah, and and, and for me, like I, I'm totally on the like, and I'm I'm way far from snobbish on alcohol. <laughs> but <laughs> I've um, seen you drink Coors Light, so yeah, that's definitely true. But like my favorite drinks are vodka based drinks with with the citrus and <sighs> man. It, in which case, this I, is the, why we don't have them on the podcast yeah, very often. In which case, the quality of the vodka doesn't matter at all because you can't even taste it really. Well, see, uh, no, that's, that's or you can not barely necessarily taste. true. It's, it's, I'm, like, I'm going to fight you on bad that vodka. One. Yeah, I, I agree, but it's 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 uh, it, granted, it is better with better vodka. But so I dislike um, vodka, but I'm still going to call bullshit on that one. Okay, like, there's the difference between the five dollar bottle of Monarch that you buy that's at the bottom of the shelf. Oh yeah, I don't buy that. And the like. You know, forty-five dollar bottle of Chopin potato vodka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there is a difference. I'm, I'm hitting somewhere in the middle, though, right? On the, all right. So you're you buying know. absolute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jesus. <laughs> well, you've got Pepsi and Coke, right? Absolute right, right. and Smirnoff. Yeah, I, I found. Well, so a if I'm or, drinking vodka, I'm actually drinking it from Mike because I okay, really yeah. like the vodka from Blackfish. His, his vodka is... Actually, I've got a bottle of that vodka. I haven't even opened it, which I should. And you should really um, up your game. Moscow Mules? I mean, like, try it with rum or try it with whiskey. No, no, I have. I've been, I've been changing it up a little bit. Right. but And I've been tr- trying... Uh, mostly. Which, by the way, Dark and Stormy or, or Kentucky Buck. Yeah. Uh, mostly I've been uh, changing up the different ginger beers that I was using in it. Uh, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, which, which I found a... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Let's back up. Explain to oh. the listeners what a Moscow Mule is exactly. Oh. So it's a really old drink that was uh, started in around the 30s uh, by a company that was making ginger beer, which if you're not familiar with ginger beer, it tastes like a strong ginger ale. It doesn't actually have any alcohol in it, though, um, but it's less sugary than, than ginger ale. It's um, more of an actual true ginger flavor. It's not like ginger ale is yeah. more like a, a gingery syrup that has been carbonated as opposed to taking actual ginger and yeah. making a and, and the ginger beers beverage. you can actually usually on most of them the, the higher end ones you can actually see bits of ginger floating around yeah. in there uh the i think i can't remember i wish i remember the name of the the company that i i really liked uh it was in a glass bottle with sort of a white tree on it uh the ginger tree? The, what's that fever tree Maybe I think there's Fever Tree, right. uh, Fever Tree, Fintimans, and Cock and Bowl are I probably think some was, of the bigger ones. I think it was find. Fever Tree, and it, the ginger in it's so strong you almost if you you didn't want to breathe over the cup because it would actually like sort of like choke up your sinuses a little bit because it was but it the the flavor was amazing. Bit of a bit of a pull for you, but um, yeah, it was it was Fever Tree. Yep, see, I, I know my stuff. <laughs> wow, uh, ego much? Like, hey, you know what I. Someone here has to have a bigger eager than you. It's hard. You're gonna have to work <laughs> at it. Yeah, I've done, I've I've used Gingerman's, Fenimans, or uh, sorry, uh, Fever Tree, Fenimans, uh One other, I haven't actually tried the Cock and Bull, which is the, the original company that kind of started yeah. the whole thing. And that but. you can find at 
some places around here. Like I think Bevmo and Total Wine have it. Yeah, um, most of your grocery stores will have it, but it's it's usually sort of off in a little corner hidden away like or like in half or somewhere. Or yeah. yeah. So in order to make a Moscow Mule, you need some oh. ginger beer. You need some vodka. And a little bit of lime. A little bit of lime. That's, and the, that's the, the what, what's the kind of uh, visual indicator that you're drinking a Moscow Mule? Well, you can tell from across in, the room. It's served in a copper mug, which it doesn't really affect the flavor. Although during the summer when it's really hot, the the copper mug's kind of nice because it just all the ice the the you feel the coldness of it because it doesn't yeah. insulate at all. Copper so condenses. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so it's kind of a nice way to serve it. But um, yeah, yeah. Now I've had a number of Moscow Mules. They are actually fairly yummy and refreshing. Not bad. Like, I, especially a good summer drink. I yeah, still think they're better if you switch out the vodka for either rum or for bourbon. But I would agree with you on that, actually. Um, and I do definitely see them more as a summer drink. There's something that you really need to be sitting out on the back patio in the sun and uh, yeah, on a feels, boat. Yeah, and it's, it's iced, and so you feel like something... It, it, it feels refreshing in, in the heat, kind of. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't really work when it's 30-some-odd degrees and they're talking about it snowing this weekend. No. It already snowed last night, dude. Well, I... It didn't snow in Seattle last in night. In Hillbilly Land, it did. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it snowed up my house hard. So let's talk about the uh, kind of holiday drink that we haven't actually discussed yet. Uh, there's mold cider. Yeah. Right? Well, so you could do like... Mold cider, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I actually, uh, back in college, was at a party, and um, I had not actually paid too much attention to like what I was making, but basically I took some cider, heated it up, and dumped some caramel liqueur into it uh it turns out that's really yummy it ends up tasting like a uh a caramel apple basically i in a cup. have never tried that i would imagine it'd be a little bit sweet for me but it was a little on the sweet side but like i said i was in college at the time um so that's yeah. good um there's all sorts of manner of like hot drinks right like a lot of yeah. people think turn to hot beverages which unfortunately often turn to some sort of coffee drink right um, so you're drinking like uh uh, Irish coffee or Irish coffee or like some mint in it or something Irish like that. cream and Kahlua in oh. hot chocolate or something like that. And those those can be good. The biggest problem that I have with drinks that are along those lines is that generally speaking, you're talking about adding two to three ounces of non-hot liquid to a 10-ounce beverage, and you end up getting this sort of warm beverage instead. Right. There's yeah. ways around that, right? Like, one of the ones that I've found that is one of my more favorite things to do is, is basically taking the idea of almost like, kind of like you do like a double boiler for like chocolate or something mm-hmm. on the stove, right? But like, you take two in two of the metal ends of a shaker, fill one full of hot water, fill the other full of the beverage you want to have, yep. and then sink that into the hot water and stir it, and then mm-hmm. that'll get your liquid Look. hot without actually turning it onto a heat. Um, the other one that's which kind of keeps f- more alcohol in the drink. Well, it's not just that it keeps more alcohol in the drink; it just makes for a more pleasant drink. Right? Yeah, because um, you end up with a kind of more consistent, warm flavor. Yeah. Uh, the other fun thing to do that you can find some people do at some higher end bars: um, if you use an overproof alcohol, mm-hmm. so anything like one fifty one or even just like a, a high proof vodka or something like that. Uh, light it on fire and then spread it back and forth between two cups. Um, it's a little bit of a showboat thing, right? Because you'll see this like kind of flaming it's a beverage. Flaming drink. Yeah, it's a flaming drink in the background that's going on. But uh, you're really only burning off the high proof alcohol, so you don't even put a whole lot of it in there. Um, but it gets it warm, and all of a sudden now you have a warm drink um, that didn't involve. Uh, 
Just this, hot water. This may be the first time I've heard you argue for a flaming drink. Well, Matt's here. <laughs> I see. So you've lowered the bar of the podcast to account for our guests so that they don't feel bad. Yeah, exactly. That's very were polite you, of you. you. Were you not... Uh, you weren't with us in Vegas when Andreas got the bartender to uh, light all the drinks on fire, were I you? may or may not have been there. There's I a lot of you, hazy I evenings I think you bailed out that evening. Yeah. She was super impressed with Andreas uh, as a result of that. I don't even remember what the drink was. Mm. I was pretty a, drunk at the time. Hey, let's take a step back. So you were in Vegas... Yeah. Doing shots, it sounds like. Yeah. With Andreas with, with my and buddy my wife Andreas. and her friends. And you convinced the bartender well, to light the drinks on uh, fire? Yeah, and she wasn't supposed to, so Andreas just pulled out his lighter and lit them all on fire. Were they a specific type of drink? Were they, were they, there was the alcohol was in it, the well, cup? I'm, like I'm trying to remember shots, what it was. It was like a flaming shot, basically. Interesting. Uh, were you at the Tilted Kilt? Yeah. And I can't remember what the drink was, so it's really bad, basically, you know. So this is a great story. For the, he sort of yeah. remembers being at a place where they had alcohol that was on fire. You know what? I'm sure if we went back and looked up the archives, we'd find in five of our previous, or three of our five previous episodes, you talked about uh, um, <laughs> Corpse Reviver at the same bar, so... Uh, you know, don't, don't talk about uh, going back to the same well too much. Or, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... We're uh, 28 minutes and 46 seconds into the podcast yet, and I'm still surprised we haven't heard of your favorite bar ever. Hey, I... I Wait, isn't that where we're at right now? I didn't bring it up. I didn't bring not it up yet. last time. I know. That's why I didn't bring it up Sorry, yet. What, what's your favorite... I don't know. It's what's your not, favorite it's bar It's not ever? happening. It's not happening? <laughs> it's not Patty Coins? Because uh, so, how many uh, drink cards have you killed off here? Uh, individual drink cards, I have done four. So my name is on the wall twice. So, or sorry, I've done eight. eight. My name's on the wall So twice, for, yeah. for people who don't know Patty Coins, what's the, what's the drink card? Uh, Zach so brought it up earlier. I, I talked but. about it a little bit. Basically, you have a card that has 25 drinks on it, and you come through and you drink each of the 25 drinks. They give you little stamps for each drink. And after you fill up a card, I believe you get a shirt. At the card, you get a polo shirt and 10% off. Yep. At the uh, second card, you get a jacket. jacket. Which I just like was in here recently, and one of the waitresses was like, aren't you on your third card? I'm like, yes, I am. And she goes, did we give you a jacket? I'm like, no, you didn't. So I got my jacket. And, and what do you get after your third card? Which you're working, you're, you're almost, almost done with. Done with you finish it off today? number three. I was going to finish it off today. I mean, I'm not driving. It's a good so thing I'm driving you home. That's then. right. You, you get nothing for number three. Damn it. And then number four, you get your name on the wall. Yeah. And, and your name's on the wall Twice. Twice. Doesn't uh, that mean you finished eight cards? Eight cards, yes. Yeah, uh, but Aaron, you just said five. I, he I he said, had some bad math initially. Some, he fixed it. <laughs> yes. Okay. I said four, actually. Right. Okay. Earlier I said that Zach was five cards behind me, which okay. is correct. Okay. Yeah. Because he's, he's on three and you've got your name on the wall twice for yeah. eight. Aaron's, did you get a second jacket or they only oh, gave yeah. you the one I got, jacket? No, oh, second jacket, jackets? second uh, shirt. Did you get the new jackets? I did, yeah. Yeah, I like the new jackets. I got the old jacket because they didn't have the new jackets in tiny so exact let me get sizes. This, let me get this straight. You've got at least a polo, probably two polos. Two polos. Two jackets yep. from Patty Coins. Mm-hmm. And this isn't your favorite bar. This is the closest bar to work and home for like a year and a half. And then just closest bar to work. Not even okay. closest bar to work. It was just... It's the bar convenient. that we hung out most at. Yes. This is the most convenient bar, not necessarily The only reason why I started Although a second you, clearly card. clearly you like it a lot. So the only reason why I started the second card was because we were sitting here at one point uh, drinking, as Zach and I have done in the past. Somebody might have had ego. Uh, somebody might have had ego that they failed to... Uh, right here. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. pointing down at himself. And uh, we decided to start to drink cards up again. 
and I made a bet that I would get my name on the wall a second time before he got his name on the wall the first time. My second card, or my second name, has been up there for, I think, seven months now? So let me get this straight. Uh, The challenge was started based on Zach's ego, Mm -hmm. which is not small. Yep. Uh, And yet, he didn't even come close to winning the challenge. Not even close. I think I finished four cards in the time it took him to do one and a half. No, it was two. It was two? Oh, okay. How's how's your ego feeling about that? All right. It's it's big enough. I, I've to, also, it's big um, enough to be able to take that hit. Yeah, two point. Yeah, who's your sponsor? Uh, we uh, don't actually have a sponsor oh. today. Oh, all right, can we make one up? We can make one up. Who would you like to sponsor us? Bud Light. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> Damn it! You are you never are so coming not back. welcome to the podcast again. <laughs> They've got money though. They do. It's true. Right. Yeah, because Farm Bush, keeps buying right? their shit. Yeah, I, I would rather be sponsored by Rainier. Hmm. Mm, Which I believe is actually Miller now. I don't care. <laughs> you know, Rainier is actually a really good sobering up beer. Yeah, yeah. It's it's my referred to as my bicycle or my my motorcycling beer, right? Because yeah. like you can drink it and still not feel bad. <laughs> you, you still get on your motorcycle and ride. Yeah, it, you just drink some like alcohol water. Yeah, yeah. So, are there? Oh, you know what we haven't actually talked about is eggnog. I'm not a big fan of eggnog. Yeah, which me is neither. what come I have hey, that you'll, you'll flip. Why, drink is, why does everybody like eggnog so much? It, it doesn't honestly make sense to me because eggnog just doesn't taste good. It's kind of gross. Yeah, and nine times out of ten, when somebody's like, "Here's some eggnog," what they mean is, "Here's some rum." Do you know what I always think of when uh, people are serving eggnog? What's wrong with here's some rum? Because they're serving oh. shitty rum and shitty eggnog. That's Fair the enough. major problem, right? So like, you don't have to use Roman eggnog, just for reference. You don't, uh, but most my, well, most people dump whatever alcohol they can find into enough. eggnog. So I, rum, vodka, it doesn't matter. People, if you're going to be the cheap way, I don't mind the idea of, of rum and eggnog. It's not like the worst thing ever. I'm just not a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is it just me, or does it look like batter for French toast? Yeah, it does. It's just you. Yeah, okay. Never mind. Well, I, I, I have 50-50 on that. <laughs> the big difference on that one is just, uh, like, I, I've had seen some recipes of making it kind of more fresh that takes some work but would be really good. Um, like with fresher eggs? Well, I mean, like, so most people when you... Like, okay, let's be honest. When most people say, here's some eggnog, it's they went to the store, they bought eggnog. Right, and they, they bought a crate at Safeway. Now, imagine yeah. instead of doing that, you actually make eggnog. Okay, so you're actually cracking the eggs. Cracking the eggs, putting them in a blender, using heavy cream, using... Uh, there's a... So, one of my favorite bars, ha, Zach, is Clyde Commons in <laughs> Portland. I've never even heard of this place. Yes, you have. <laughs> um, actually, this is a new one. How come on our multiple trips we've taken to Portland, we've never gone there? Because I'm with you and Paul and other people are like, I'd have been totally fine going there. Next time we go, we can go. All right. I, I, I mean, it's Aaron's favorite bar. I kind of want to check it out now. I, right. I mentioned it to him the last time you guys went down there. He we didn't were say already, anything. We were already at a uh, McMinimins with, uh, what was the band Right, we could have gone to a awesome Clyde Commons bar, and Zach's like, let's go to McMinimins. No, it's because... I believe, actually, in fact, if I remember right, we were driving around in the car going, where should we go? I don't know, where should we go? Well, I don't know. What's yeah, there? I texted Aaron. Zach's like, I don't know, where should we go? And we're like, I guess McMinimins? Okay. Right. <laughs> I texted Aaron, and I was like, hey, we're looking for a bar. 
and then he took uh, about 40 minutes to respond to me, <laughs> by which point we'd already landed at a McMinimums. Okay. I, I'm Granted, sorry, that McMinimums was pretty sweet. I don't know how your number one priority isn't to tell me what good bar to go to. Oh, that list is so much longer than, I mean, like, we're like pages down to get to responding to you on a text, so. Uh, you should fix that. Yeah. Yeah, not likely. Hmm. Yeah, you should. Okay. Uh, but they so make anyways, a... They well, make actually, a, let's talk about the bar. Where is it located in uh, Portland? It's in Portland, fairly close to Powell's Books. I'm trying to remember the actual... Which Powell's? There's like four of them. No, there's one the Powell's. One, right? It just takes up like there's four the, blocks. No, there's <laughs> the downtown Powell's. There's also a Powell's off the highway. Yeah, there Powell's is. off the highway. Yeah, they've got like a big Costco-style store now, too. Not just the downtown one. Oh, that's Newland to me. Okay, so you're talking the, the, the downtown, downtown Powell's. One, yeah. um, downtown Powell's. It's like Shh. Burnside and I don't remember what the cross street is. Next to the skate park. Um, and Voodoo Donuts. Sure. Uh, there is a Voodoo Donuts in that area. Of course there is. Um, but it uses uh, eggs, uh, sugar, right, uh, nutmeg, but it's tequila and sherry uh, oh, are okay. the other things that are inside there. And then like heavy cream and whole milk. Tequila and eggnog seems a little odd to me. I don't know why. Um... I, and I'm not I, a fan I, of tequila. So here's I the thing. I probably like tequila less than you like vodka. There's what I have found that most people who dislike tequila, what they really dislike is they dislike Assy taste. Well, no, they dislike Jose Cuervo. They dislike yeah. Hornitos. They dislike all of the like really cheap tequilas that you can buy without any well, effort. Oh, okay, actually, let's let's be fair. Those are the lower tier tequilas, not necessarily cheap. Because you can actually spend some money on Jose if you want. You can. They, right? they are, that's a but, fair point. They're, they're the lower they're the, they're the kind of Toyotas of You're going to find alcohols. them everywhere. So, yeah. so I'm going to say my experience with tequila is, yes, with those, I, I definitely dislike them. Um, my experience has been people say, ooh, try this, though. This is a really good high-end tequila, and I don't know the name of whatever such really good high-end tequila like that, that John was giving us back in, uh, in the days, uh, Carlson. Uh, maybe well, maybe no, you didn't get in on that. I... I like I know John. Yeah, he's a very mm-hmm. nice person. Yeah, His yeah. taste in alcohol know. is not appropriate. Every time somebody, including Zach, has said, "No, no, no, try this tequila. It's really good. You'll like it." I go, oh, "All right." Oh, cool. When did I'll I give try. you tequila? I don't know. At some point, like, I'm sure. I'm to do, you, um, do you like whiskey though? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I like whiskey. So there's a, there's a, there's a little bit of a subtle aftertaste that comes in with tequila that I just I I, I don't like. I, can, I I've kind of grown to get past it a little bit, but it's still it, I just huh. Don't I mean care that's that's much. fine, yeah. right? But I like. It's funny because tequila, like, the idea of tequila, there's, like, different shelves and tiers of tequila just like there are with any other alcohols. Yep, but yep. there's also, like, three different levels of tequila to begin with, right? You've got the Blanca, the Reposado, and the Añejo, um, which is basically unaged, rested, and aged. Okay. Um, and, like, if you find aged tequilas, they end up having a very much so similar flavor profile to a whiskey to me. Oh, interesting. Um, they're more complex. They've got... Some hints of whatever wood they were aged in, all the fun things that you like about aged. Yeah, that's up. what that's what I like about whiskeys and. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, like they're I, using I an aged tequila in here, so you have uh, you have a much more flavorful profile to begin with, mm-hmm. um, and then the sherry just adds a little bit of sweetness to it. And I don't know, it's just like it's a really good drink that they make in like they make fresh, uh, but they make you know batches of it, but they make it fresh. Yeah. Uh, um, it's just really good. Huh. Did you guys know that there was an actually an eggnog riot? I, I, I'm loving the looks of disgust and dismay across everybody's faces right now. 
Was it on the 5th of November? No, no. <laughs> it was actually uh, December 24th and 25th. It's in, close. Uh, 1826 at okay. West Point. Oh. Uh, apparently a number... Military got pissed about not having their eggnog. Correct. Uh, so in the North Barracks there was of, of the Academy, there was a bunch of uh, whiskey that had got smuggled in. And it was sort of not appropriate for the cadets to have whiskey at the time. They may have gotten a little bit over-enthused after drinking. Never and happens. And ran afoul of some of the, uh, uh, you know, officers that were in charge that were probably a little over-aggressive in their response. And, uh, yeah, it sort of ended with uh, court-martialing of 20 uh, of the folks... Of the cadets, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the that was uh, a wild party. I did, bet you guys Probably. heard of Jefferson Davis, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was. I can't remember what he did. He Betty w- Davis's dad. <laughs> I can't stand both of you. He's got Jeff God damn Davis it. eyes. Exactly. <sighs> so need more alcohol for this. And we yeah. broke Zach. <laughs> he wasn't actually one of the guys that was court-martialed. But, you know, he was the future future Confederate state president. That's True. the Jefferson ah, Davis. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what he was. Not, that's what he uh, did. We, we don't have any Betty Davis eyes. Well, no, because it was older than that. Right, right. It was before <laughs> we had music. And it was Jeffrey Davis, not Betty. <sighs> you know... Somebody should days. sing that lyric right now. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, dicks. Anyway, so um, let's see. Do you guys need another round? Because it looks like you're uh, empty. On I'm your ex- mostly good, Actually, mostly because I'm going to have to drive your ass home. What are we drinking here today? What have you had, Aaron? Uh, I had the 12-year-old uh, Red Breast. Okay. Irish whiskey. And you're, then you're getting tall, Aaron. I, I bet it's super important. It, it, I have no idea. I'm going to ignore it. Um, There's so much editing that's going to go into this goddamn podcast. <laughs> that, what are you talking about? That's funny. He's not going to edit it anyways. We all know it. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> he may just despite us. At, at this point, at yes. This we've, point, hit despite, yes. We've, we've hit the spite corner. So, yeah. Uh, and then done. the other thing I was drinking was the uh, Black Raven uh, Second Sight Scotch Ale. How is their scotch ale? I haven't actually had it yet. It's good. It's a little on the. It's a little bit sweeter because um, it's just scotch ale. Right, it's like going to be expect. sweet. Um, good caramel notes to it. Uh, I, I mean, I really like it. It's not as good as their brown, in my opinion. But they just recently started carrying the scotch ale here, so yeah, I'm those, that was it. the first drink I had today, and I, I really like it. It's good. I mean, I mean it, it tastes like a scotch ale. It wasn't surprising or anything, but it's it was not, it was nice. It's not quite as good as Kilt Lifter from Pike. In my I opinion. do like the kilt lifter, that's but a good I think one. that the I think that's mostly just because there's a little bit more bitter in the kilt lifter, which I enjoy. Um, not like hop bitter, but just like flavor profile being a little bit more bitter as opposed right. to sweet. But and, and then I switched to Guinness after that, mostly because I'm going to be driving home here in a little right. bit. I wanted something lower alcohol content. The Scotch ales do tend to aim for the sweeter side usually. It's just high alcohol content. Most beer that ends up being a higher alcohol content just ends up being sweeter. I mean, like, yeah. it, you get alcohol from your sugar, right? So, mm-hmm. Great. Um, what are you drinking? Well, today I've had... He was getting ready to just move on after we gave well, our yeah, description. Sort of He's forgot. good at asking questions and not answering them for himself. That's the purpose of being a moderator. You don't actually have to know anything. You just have to ask a bunch of dumb well, questions. we've got half of that, right? Yeah. So today I've had a uh, Black Velvet. I've had some Bushmills 10. Wait, you had a Black Velvet? Yeah. And you're giving me shit about VO Gold? 
Different drink. Different drink. Yeah. <laughs> you want to describe for the audience what's in a black velvet so that no, Matt go doesn't for have it. to feel George. ignorant? Um, well, I had beer and something else. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a handoff because I couldn't remember what was in a black velvet. I'm going to make you live with that one. You should. It's 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 not it's not whiskey. I'm gonna leave it at that. Okay. Uh, and I'm just gonna let Zach kind of squander on that one. Ah, so. God damn it! I hate you people. Wait, I don't think it's fair to look it up. He's iPhoning. I don't. I, I'm just getting a text message right now. Like, there's no way that I'm looking up. B-L-A-C-K, the, the best Seriously. part. Show me horse porn. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't pressed the. Oh damn it! Now I'm getting a lot of Miles songs. Of course you are. Oh, you just search just for Black Velvet. You're going to get a lot of smiles Shit, and crappy song whiskey. Wiki. Not, not to mention, like, which Black Velvet you're going to pull up. Like, I'm curious. Black Velvet and my little girl smile. No. Uh, you know, this would have been a better opportunity for some post-editing to put a yeah. song in the it, background it would. there. Yeah. Don't worry. So while I'm failing to uh, search this correctly, Aaron, it tell us what's some, in that drink. I'll be nope, so impressed if there's some it. good post-editing. Ah, that like he actually aligns the chorus along with no, where you're see, actually singing the verse. That would be that would be pretty sweet. Here's the part where I get home and just um, edit this entire <laughs> section out and adequately answer the question. It's more entertaining this way, really. Yeah. Go for it. it. Both both listeners will be happy. <laughs> I, I, I would love to hear the the edited version where it then just cuts out and it's, it's like, like purely <laughs> silent. There's no weird uh, audience <laughs> in the back, like restaurant noise in the background. A black velvet, black velvet is, is composed a of. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Any, any so other our topics? Aren't going to find out what a black velvet is? No, not Aaron, today. You should actually say so the velvet. Nope. So the listeners nope. know. Not, not no. Aaron's taking Google search on their own. I'm I'm enjoying the fact of watching Zach squirm. So I don't know why that makes you so happy. Um, I'm I'm sorry. How many times did I interview you for the same job? Six. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not my fault. You sucked. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway, do we have any other topics to talk about today? Uh, I, I can't think of anything. Like, All right. Well, uh, thank you, Matt, for joining us. We appreciated your um, white trash view on drinking. I'm glad I could. I'm glad I could provide that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Black Velvet for the listeners is made up of beer and sparkling wine, it's generally served in a champagne flute. That's that's one of the Black Velvet. It's not the one. That's you not get the here. one I was drinking. Yeah. I didn't think so. Yeah. Because did you see the champagne flute that looks much more like a Guinness glass than anything? Yeah. Well, yeah. Black Velvet's one of those drinks that can have multiple, multiple ways of making it. That has like it's kind of a regional. Well, in our next what? episode, we'll discuss what's in a black velvet. Sure, I can do that. The suspense will be killing all two of our listeners. Oh, here's one way with Guinness. Hey, I've hey. done a much better job of searching for this than you have. I, I, I know. Was, it's kind of impressive. I, everything I'm coming up with is Guinness and champagne, though. That's, uh, dude, it's Champagne. Champagne. Cider. Cider. Okay, there we go. Also that, sometimes referred to as a snake bite. Thank you, Aaron. Anyways, thank you, everybody, for <laughs> listening, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Have a good night.